Hi, everyone. Welcome to People Keeping Promises, the art of building culture, a podcast created for the team at Reeds Heritage Homes and Sherwood Homes, where we are passionate about creating a positive, welcoming, and motivational corporate culture so that we can provide the best experience for our homeowners. I'm your host, Jennifer Muller, and I'm so excited to get this ball rolling. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast episode. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by Robert Reed. You will know Robert uh, from the Reed's Heritage Homes office and certainly on site. Robert is the field manager in the Low Rise Department, and I'm really excited that you've taken time out of your day to chat with me, Rob. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Good afternoon. Yeah, and and welcome. This is going to be a really fun chat. Uh, Okay, so Rob, why don't you give us an insight to your background, your experience, any areas of expertise? I know you've got a really um, interesting sort of uh, trajectory up until this point, so I'd love to learn more about how you got to where you are today. Okay, well, it's it's a little bit complicated. Um, I did a bachelor science degree at the University of Guelph. Yeah, I did too. So we did in animal science. Oh, very applicable to Uh, now, but we're alumni. That's great. I love it. Right. And and I don't think I was as disciplined as soon enough to be a veterinarian. (laughs) So I I didn't pursue that dream. Um, I did uh, graduate and then was not sure what I wanted to do. Uh, My dad purchased a, a backhoe for me. So I did some local excavating and, yeah. and uh, landscape for for people in the Georgetown area. Oh, great. Um, but I knew that wasn't uh, a long-term thing for me, or at least it didn't seem to be. Uh, using my degree, I did uh, get a job with the Ministry of Agriculture. Oh, wow. Which I stayed at for four years uh, in downtown Toronto. Okay. Um, it was... Uh, it was interesting. I learned some things. Um, but for a young person, there was lots of security, but not as much adventure. Yeah. So in your 20s, you probably lean towards adventure more than security. <laughs> and I and I saw a lot of us say, yeah, this was great. A nice start, but I'm moving on. And, yeah. and I did as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I got caught up in a project building a small hydro generating station in the Halliburton area. Oh, wow. So, um, in that project, I was probably wearing too many hats, both <laughs> as the developer and the contractor. And oh, I yeah. was probably too inexperienced and I got my butt kind of kicked on the oh. business side. <laughs> yeah. uh, Buyback rates for electricity weren't that high at the time. Yeah. I would have been better in this era where Oh yeah. Where they were offering big incentives for Yeah. renewable energy. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I was a little too ahead of the curve on that. Yeah. And uh <laughs> lots and, of lessons though, and, I'm sure. Yes, and had to move on. I learned a lot about civil construction and, mm-hmm. and reasonably big amounts of concrete and steel and <laughs> And equipment, and it was interesting. Um, so I moved back, uh, back home, and needed to carry on with employment, obviously, and mm-hmm. uh, um, wound up with a, a, a commercial contracting company, oh. doing a lot of um, 
retail fit outs and restaurant fit outs. I really built a lot of restaurants. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Which was interesting because there's a lot of infrastructure goes in a restaurant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of detail you have to satisfy for all the governing bodies. Sure. Um, yeah, I can imagine. Especially a licensed facility. You mm-hmm. really have to cover all your bases. So I helped the client with that, plus do the fit out, do some of the project management as well as site site superintendent work. Yeah. Uh, which led me in good stead for what I'm doing now. Yeah, absolutely. So, so. Well, that's really interesting. Like I say, a lot of lessons along the way, I'm sure. And it's always so interesting to me to hear from someone who's been in so many different areas or you know designations or different aspects of their career and how that you know every step along the way leads you to where you are so although you know had you known at that time in your early 20s that you'd be where you are today probably not you it would be a you know a challenge to, to predict right. that but it's interesting to see how that all transpired right yeah I, I I wasn't one of these kids that said I want to be a fireman when I was a kid I didn't have those clear-cut goals so I really was winging it yeah and it wasn't a smooth ride yeah but you know that's life and I'm 100 percent. there's there's lots of us that yeah uh, oh for sure and even those ride. people who know what they want to do it's you know even the path to get there may not be as straightforward as you anticipate right yes yeah, yeah. absolutely but I managed to pick up um a diploma in business administration yeah. along the way as well do, doing part-time studies at Wilfrid Laurier University and I find that that's also helpful in my career oh for sure to understand the business side somewhat absolutely oh yeah that's really helpful and important too so today your role as a field manager in low rise what does a typical day look like for you it it doesn't look typical um (laughs) every day is different no I mean it's it's a juggling act between doing your site visit and visiting the site superintendent, seeing the progress of construction, the quality construction, um, and then balancing that with reporting it, getting back to the office. Um, so you communicate what's going on in the field to, to other parties sure, in construction and other departments. Absolutely. So trying to break down some of the silos yeah, um, and make sure we're not a siloed company that we yep. all flow together as a team on these projects. Absolutely. So what is that like working between the office and the site? What is that? You you know, it's I'm sure there's some similarities, but there's also so many differences that uh, but those important aspects like you say that you're you're learning on site is really not going to help anyone if you're not able to bring it to the office and relay that information to the the appropriate parties. Right. Well, sometimes sometimes there's there's attitudes you have to overcome and preconceived notions on both sides mm-hmm. and and bring the people together and say look at we're all we're all on this project together yes. you might have your own way of doing thing but but you've got to consider these factors and and that's true of both both the office and the field oh for um, sure and and sometimes people have um you don't want them to have any resentment towards other other people having input into the project as, yeah. as I always say the it's the project that's the boss not the hierarchies we create sure in the company I mean those are those are useful structures for us to function but at the end of the day it's the project that 
dictates what we're doing. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. But I can imagine that that's something, like you say, when you're trying to do something that's a little bit different or outside the norm, understanding that we're working towards the same common goal, it is something that uh, maybe hasn't been done in this particular way before. So I can see that it's, you're playing a bit of the long game, right? Like this, none of these changes or none of these um, practices that we're looking to implement or suggestions we're like looking to tackle will happen overnight. Not at all. I mean, the, the, the goal is continuous project and product improvement, pardon me, as well as performance improvement. And we won't get there all at once, but if, if you point the ship in the right direction, that's what you want to do. Oh, for sure. Moving in that right direction. Yeah. And we see improvements right now so I'm happy with that yeah that must feel good yes, right absolutely yeah th- I'm sure there'll be some that you know will take a little bit longer but it's nice that's uh, uh, if your expectation is that it's going to be a long time frame and then you have the benefit of seeing some of those improvements earlier than expected I'm sure that's a, a win <laughs> and, and we have I mean and in, in some projects the the improvement is has been significant wow. and we're very happy with that and to see a project flowing smoothly so it can meet its business objectives as well as deliver a, um, a quality product so that we have good, happy return customers. Absolutely. That's what we want. Yeah. So. so do you have any specific things that you're looking forward to this year? Any sorts of goals that you have in mind, um, whether those be small or big in, in the professional capacity? I, I would say... Um, to see a total buy-in on every project and the people on site with, with what we're doing in the company and not have a, any kind of, of fear or resentment or um, attitude that we're not all doing this together. Yeah. To see that broken down on all sites would be a, a goal. Oh, for sure. And that's what I want to see. Absolutely. Yeah, that, there's huge advantage of that, of course, but it's a, it's it's totally understandable how things like that happen, right? It's not even in, probably intentional. People may not even realize that, but we really truly are working with one common goal in mind. Um, but it's also just such a different experience when there are so many people that are part of the same project and then just so many layers on top of that, right? Like there's so many aspects to what we do uh, and the timing just takes so long that it, it really is a challenge to ensure that we're all focused on the same goal. But I think if that is at the forefront of everyone's mind, things tend to run a little bit more smoothly, would you say? Yeah, yeah absolutely. If, if um, because of those multi-layered and multi-departmental um, efforts toward the same project, there's a, a high demand for interdepartmental communication. Yeah and continuous communication so that all the silos are are broken right down as best you can yeah so that we're all in it together and nobody feels to be outside the loop sure oh absolutely i mean communication like you say is just imperative but when you really think about it that way it's it's one of the you know it can be the big biggest stumbling blocks that we would encounter but it also is a great solution and it's it's one of those things where you probably couldn't I mean, maybe you could, but you probably couldn't over-communicate, right? I don't think there's a point where we would say, you know, the knowledge is shared enough times that really people feel like they've taken ownership of that. I'm sure there's a point where you think, okay, I get the message. But overwhelmingly, communication is key. Right. I mean, 
you can over communicate in politics and things like that, <laughs> but uh, probably not in our business arrangement. As long as you're you're forthright and do yeah. your best, that's that's what you need to do, and that's what all you really can do. Yeah, exactly. So, so how do you feel that the work that you do contributes to the overall success of the organization? I would say me being a conduit between the office and the field is probably the biggest part of what I, I try to add for Reed's Heritage Homes. Yeah. Um, the people in the field know I have a, a background in the field and I have a background in the office also. So yeah. um, that's helpful. Um, they know I'm not one, just one of those people from the office that you know, counts beans. Yeah, right? exactly. So, so, or, or whatever, you know, cliche you want to use, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, there, there's always some, some biases people have that sure. you have to get around and, and, uh, learn that, no, no, he, you know, Rob's okay. Or, or <laughs> yeah. so therefore that part of the office is okay. And hopefully they'll buy into, yeah. It, oh yeah. We're all, we're all a, a family doing the same project exactly so trying to get that togetherness yeah uh, I see that as a big part of my job oh for sure I think that's a huge aspect and I think it's a really important component too and I think uh, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how this grows and evolves over the next several years and and what work and what milestones we're able to achieve as a result so that's exciting right right yeah. and, al and also lots of people in in senior management they have other responsibilities that don't let them go to the site as often as they'd like. So right. I'm able to communicate to them what's going on. So they're not caught off guard and they're, yeah. they, they can see the progress on site. So yeah. that's a big part of the job as well. Oh, for sure. Uh, and we spoke about this a little bit earlier, but you were working with the customer experience department. So what was that uh, experience like for you? Uh, you got to meet a lot of people, a lot of buyers. Yeah. Um, um, and and you learn that that most people are genuinely pleasant, and you have to doing that kind of job keep keep that in mind that most people are pleasant. Yes. Um, because there are going to be some sour apples in the barrel. Sure. And you have to brush that off and keep going. Yeah. And do the best you can with the next people that might be wonderful. So yeah, um, that's important. Um, uh, and I'm sure it helps seeing what the end result, like you sort of maybe, maybe went a little almost backwards, like working in the CX, you see the end result and what that situation looks like when the, when you're doing the PDIs and we're delivering the home to our homeowners, but now you're working before those stages occur, right? Right, right. And trying to, to get some of the, um, move move the move the product improvement up the schedule as yeah. best you can where it's more efficient and more effective and it's better for our reputation when Absolutely. we deliver the product well that's great yeah. okay so we discussed this also um but i've heard you've listened to the podcast and i'm wondering if you have a, an aphorism or expression to share with our team that has helped you uh, in your career sure um I, th I can think of two. 
aphorisms and I don't know how directly they are applied to me, but they always stuck in my head. My dad told me that his grandfather, who was a, a fine artist and a copyright editor, he said, he said that uh, talent is 5% inspiration and 95% perspiration. Oh, that's a good one. So, so, you know, most of life is hard work. Yeah. Yeah, even for the most talented people, and we call them gifted. And yes, they have a gift, but they did a lot of hard work. Yeah. Right. So, and he was a fine painter. And oh, wow. Could, and for him to say that, that means, yeah, sure, I can draw a beautiful painting, but it's because I practice and practice and practice. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether you're in business or a musician or an athlete or anything. You, those people practice. Exactly. Everybody practices. Yeah, absolutely. Right? That's a great work. one. Yeah, yeah, I love, I've said this before, but I love the expression, the harder I work, the luckier I get. So right. it's sort of right. along those it's same similar. lines. Absolutely. Yeah, but it's really interesting to hear that from his perspective. If he was a talented, gifted, you know, artist, right. I would, I uh, up until now, I probably would have assumed that, you know, someone like that would say, well, yeah, like I, I have this gift, like you say, and I still work hard, but maybe not that 5%, 95% designation. So for him to right. say that, like you say, is is really uh, impactful too. Yeah, it's, it's stuck in my head that uh, nothing comes for free. Yeah. Right? So another <laughs> aphorism. But the, the other one I, that always stuck in my head, and it's not as applicable to me, but more for the most senior management people is one from Ross Perot who ran for president of the United States as an independent many years ago. Um, he, he said that I'm not very smart, but I surround myself with smart people. I, I mean, I'm sure he was being overly humble sure. and, and self-deprecating, but that always stuck in my head that, yes, you need to surround yourself with good people. Absolutely. You know? And it, like you say, it's a team. It's, it's, I want to lean on someone. We may have similar skill sets, but there's some things I'm going to lean on someone else for, and they'll do the same to me. And if you know that you have that type of environment to work with, that you can share that, I'm sure, you know, that only yields good results um, because we're working together. We're able to rely on one another and and help others where we may not be as strong and we may be able to learn from them along the way too. So that's great. Right. Right. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Rob. I really appreciated your time today. I know everyone will love to hear from you. So uh, thanks again for everything. It was a really great chat and I hope you all have a wonderful day. Thanks, Rob. You're very welcome. Alrighty. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. Stay tuned for the Monday Motivation from Stephanie. This week's Take Action Tip is Perfection is Overrated. While it may seem as though you need to be perfect to do anything right, this simply isn't true. In fact, you'll be wasting your time trying to be perfect because perfection is impossible. Being perfect is impossible. So instead, let's work towards accepting our flaws and working towards self-improvement. Finding happiness and peace within yourself is the closest thing to perfection life has to offer. Jennifer. Okay, perfect. And can you go a little bit closer? Do you want me to get something so it's higher? I will uh, just move this a little closer. Yeah, that's perfect. And speak a little bit louder than you typically do. Um, Oh, I can be annoying at the office where... (laughs) 
the ladies would tell me to quiet down there on the phone. Oh, so, yeah. I'm sure that was a common conversation. Yeah, you had I was to have. in customer care, right? And <laughs> they said, Robert, could you keep it down? Yeah, please. You're just, yeah. it's distracting, I'm so. sure. <laughs> I, I don't buy that for a second. Okay, hang on. Let me just, yes, well, pretty close. It's yeah. 1142. We're getting there. Okay. I'm ready to roll. So what I'll do is just first spice um, introduce you and start okay. the podcast, and then we'll get yeah. rolling. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> 